Welcome back to the Stuttering Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Spencer, and today is Headline Monday for Week 6 of the 2020 NFL season. The topics I have lined up for today are should the Browns move on from Baker? Should we be concerned about the Packers? How legit are the Buccaneers? How legit are the Tennessee Titans? And how the hell are the Bears 5-1? and one? And finally, I will end it off with a Monday Night Preview. So without further ado, let's get right into it. Starting off with the fallout of the game of the week going into Sunday, and that was the Packers against the Buccaneers, the highly anticipated matchup between the undefeated Green Bay Packers against the Tom Brady-led Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And, well, the Tampa Bay defense showed up to play, forcing Aaron Rodgers to throw two interceptions, including one pick six, and holding Aaron Jones to 1.5 yards per carry and only three catches. And not only did they stop Jones and Jamal Williams, they held Aaron Rodgers to 46% completion percentage and 4.6 yards per attempt. That is simply incredible. But this is only a once a season thing. The Packers simply gave up momentum and could not give it and could not get it back once Aaron Rodgers just simply could not connect with his targets. No, we should not be too concerned about the Packers. This is more on the Buccaneers defense playing incredible football. This is this is not Aaron Rodgers playing bad. Well, I mean, he he did have an off game. But this is more on the Buccaneers playing incredible football. This is Aaron Rodgers what we are talking about. He will bounce back. He will be fine. They still have Devontae Adams. They still have Aaron Jones. Everything will be okay in Green Bay. They just simply got shit on. It happens. Now, are the Buccaneers the best team in the NFC after this game? Because, well, they just beat down the previously presumed best team in the NFC. Well, the the Buccaneers defense is first in total defense and is currently top eight in takeaways per game. There is no question about the defense. Their defense is great, and their offense has has dealt with a lot of injuries, but down the stretch, I'm not questioning Tom Brady with the weapons that he has been given. I would be a damn fool to do that. Considering his weapons and the fact that he's Tom Brady, I'm not even going to attempt to tear Tom Brady and that offense down. They have had bad games, but this is his first season in Tampa. But down the stretch, when he turns this shit on, their defense will continue to be great, and that offense will become fantastic. They will not disappoint. Do I think they're the best team? No, I don't. I don't know who the best team is with with the NFC because, well, the Buccaneers lost to the Bears. They just, they, they gave up 31 points to the Chargers. I think they're top three in the NFC with Seattle and Green Bay. I get that they just killed Green Bay, but Rodgers just won't play that bad again. Let's just say, hypothetically, they play again during the playoffs. He just won't play that bad again. 
and the deal at Seattle is they have Russell Wilson and he's playing incredible and DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett look great. So should we be concerned about the Packers? No, they just had one of those games and are the Bucks the team to beat in the NFC? No, I don't think they are. Moving on. The fallout from the Cleveland Browns versus Pittsburgh game where it was pure domination from Pittsburgh. My question is, should the Browns move on from Baker Mayfield, the first pick in the 2017 draft? Cleveland puts up 189.3 passing yards per game, which is 29th in the league. And the Browns are 30th in passing, passing attempts and 29th in completion percentage. The Browns know that they cannot throw the ball and win. The Browns have eight rushing TDs compared to Baker's 10 passing touchdowns. Nick Chubb being out is only forcing Baker to throw more. And the Browns cannot win with Baker throwing the ball. The Browns being 30th in passing attempts with the offensive weapons that they have is insulting. The amount of money they've put in to giving Baker weapons is absurd. Odell, $18 million per year. Jarvis, $15 million per year. Austin Hooper, $10 million per year. Kareem Hunt, $6.5 million per year. And since they drafted Baker with the first pick, they have drafted six skill position players in the draft. And, and they had David Njoku going in with Baker. So... They have Austin Hooper, Harrison Bryant, and David Njoku at tight end. At, at, at wide receiver, they have Odell, Jarvis, Jarvis Landry, Rashad Higgins, and they drafted Antonio Callaway, but, well, I'm pretty sure he got cut because he was pretty good, and all of a sudden he's not there anymore. Then, then when you look at the running back group, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Then you look at the offensive line. They spent a first-round pick on Jedrick Wills. They gave Jack Conklin a good amount of money. They have J.C. Treader. I honestly forgot their guards, but they're okay. That offense is so talented, and they score points. But when their rush game is shut down and they're forced to throw the ball, this is, the Brown- this is where the Browns capitalize off of spending so much fucking money. Because they did not need Austin Hooper, but they gave him 10 per year. They already had Njoku, and they, well, they must have been clearly planning to draft a tight end because they did it anyway in Harrison Bryant. The Browns have given Baker everything, and I get Baker is young, and I get Baker is young, so I'm not just going to dog him because he's only in his third year, but this is the year where things should be coming together, and it's falling apart. Kevin Stefanski has done a great job with this offense because he's realized that the Browns need to be 30th in passing attempts for, for them to win. They have to run the ball more. And Kareem Hunt and Dearness Johnson now, because Nick Chubb is out, have to take a bulk of the snaps. Yes, I think they should move on from Baker Mayfield. I don't know where they should go because obviously they will be good enough to have a late first round pick. And uh, in free agency, I haven't looked at the free agency quarterbacks, but I assume it's not a very strong class. So, so the Browns, what I saw from the Pittsburgh game was that, well, when their rush game gets shut down, 
which, I mean, it may not happen very often, but in the playoffs, it will definitely happen more often. Baker's forced to throw, and that's a death wish. So, yes, I think they should move on from Baker Mayfield in the offseason, even if that means even if that means drafting a quarterback or maybe going a year without a very good one. But I must say if but I must say if I'm Odell, Jarvis Landry, Austin Hooper or shit even David Njoku, I'm trying to get the hell out of there. Like this is the guy throwing the ball. Like you could see on the sidelines they were just upset. They they were just upset. And I mean, from a Steelers fan perspective, I'm completely fine with the Browns being bad. But as a football fan's perspective, I'm tired of them being bad. And right as they might have had it together, completing the rebuild from being 0-16, their quarterback's the wrong guy. So hopefully, maybe, maybe pre-draft they can make a big trade with all the talent that they have. But they truly have talent. They're one piece away from completing this rebuild, it's just the most important piece, and that's the quarterback. I think they should move on this offseason. Moving forward to are the Tennessee Titans, the team to beat in the AFC, advancing to 5-0 and and putting up 42 points on the Houston Texans and winning in overtime after a comeback. Well, Ryan Tannehill, Derrick Henry, and A.J. Brown as an offensive trio is very strong. There's no questioning that. Ryan Tannehill is playing really great after getting his extension. Derrick Henry has put up his third straight two-touchdown game and since being back has three touchdowns, 138 yards off of 12 catches. He is their number one guy, and he is really good. And also at tight end, they they do have John U. Smith, who is a good red zone threat. Ryan Tannehill is typically not a top-tier QB. We can all agree to that because he simply does not have to be, and I don't think he has the talent to be. But in that last drive where he needed to be a top-tier QB, that that last drive in regulation I'm speaking about, he, he looks like one. That hurry-up play in the red zone with maybe 12 seconds left, where then he threw the ball to AJ Brown for the game winning touch I mean for the game tying touchdown, excuse me. That no huddle throw was spectacular and that catch was gorgeous. That chemistry, that trust just to lob the jump ball to AJ Brown was incredible. But honestly, mentioning Ryan Tannehill and AJ Brown before even talking about Derrick Henry is very disrespectful. Derrick Henry's their main threat and he is the king of rush first running backs. Derrick Henry is the best rushing running back in the NFL. That may sound silly, but hear me out. You you obviously have the guys like Alvin Kamara, Christian McCaffrey, and Aaron Jones who are fantastic. They are great, but they're dual threat running backs. That is what they are. And you could make a case for all three of them being the best running back in the league. But when it comes to pure running the ball, like, hand it off and go, it's Derrick Henry, and it's not close. Derrick Henry, 212 yards, two touchdowns off of 9.6 yards per carry, getting another 90-plus yard touchdown run that was honestly just insane. Now, are they the team to beat? I don't think so. I think both the Kansas City Chiefs and the Pittsburgh Steelers 
can beat them and are and are better than them. Now, they look very good and they will be a threat in the playoffs just like last season. But I believe Pittsburgh and Kansas City are both teams I are both teams I think can beat them for different reasons. Kansas City can simply outscore them. They simply can, and they can contain Derrick Henry. They proved it last year by holding him to, I think it was 65 to 70 yards. And Patrick Mahomes, it's Patrick Mahomes. They can score in some insane amount of points at will. It's what they do. They're the Kansas City Chiefs. And my reasoning for Pittsburgh being able to beat them is as I don't think they'll be able to stop Derrick Henry. Pittsburgh has done a great job versus elite running back so far, so Derrick Henry would at least have trouble gaining traction versus the Pittsburgh defense. Then when you're forcing Ryan Tannehill to, to like really be the main guy for, for, for that offense, Pittsburgh's secondary is still good enough to stop that. And I do think the Steelers' offense is pretty fucking good, so Pittsburgh's offense can score points. So... That's why I think Kansas City and Pittsburgh can both beat Tennessee, but but con con contrarily, if these teams are having trouble stopping Derrick Henry, they're not beating them. Like unless Kansas City can go tit for tat with the Titans offense, they're not beating them. I don't think Pittsburgh can go tit for tat with the Titans offense that's just on a roll like they were on Sunday. I I simply don't think they could. So those are both on the contingency that Derrick Henry can be at least contained. Because if you can contain Derrick Henry, you have taken out the core of their offense. You have taken out the nucleus. And another big reason why I think Tennessee is the third best team in the AFC, maybe fourth because Baltimore, but it's just the fact that they give up over 400 yards per game. Like, this this defense is underwhelming. If the Titans can continue to draft on just on defense and they hit on a few picks, they will be scary for the next few years. Then if they can re-sign Henry, Brown, and Tannehill, they'll be scary for another next few years. So... The Titans have a very good offense. Their defense, not so much. But if they can get their defense together over these next few years, they'll be a really good franchise for years to come. But as of right now, I don't think they are the team to beat. I get their 5-0, but hey, they're going to have trouble in the playoffs. This very, very unlike last year, which is weird to say. Moving on to the question of how the hell are the Bears 5-1? and one? Because I honestly did not know before doing a little bit of research. Well, Chicago on the offensive size, side scores 21 points per game, which is 27th in the league. They are 23rd in passing yards per game and 25th in rushing yards per attempt. Okay, so the offense is below average. That means their defense must be carrying them. They are 15th in rush defense and 10th in pass defense, 7th in total defense, and they're middle of the pack in takeaways per game. So their defense is above average, but they have a very below average offense. How are they 5-1 leading a division that has Matthew Stafford, Aaron Rodgers, and Kirk Cousins, who are all 
some very talented quarterbacks. I mean, tell me, hell, Kirk, maybe not Kirk Cousins, but Stafford and Rodgers are both very talented quarterbacks. Obviously, Rodgers being one of the most talented quarterbacks ever, but I'll shut the hell up real quick. So let's look at their schedule. They have beaten Detroit by four points. They have beaten the Giants by four points. They they led the comeback in Nick Foles' first um first snaps with the Bears. They they had an incredible win against Tampa Bay, and they just beat Carolina by seven. So they beat three pretty below average teams, one average team in Carolina, and one fantastic defensive win against Tampa Bay. So looking at this team. They are they are clearly not a bottom tier team. They are not in that bottom eight, bottom ten. So, so they are not in the bottom tier. Are they in the average tier? Well, no. They just kind of beat Carolina, who I consider to be a pretty average team, and they can play against one of some of the best teams in the league using their defense and playing very well against one of the goats and Tom Brady. And their offense just simply does enough. This sounds pretty similar to Pittsburgh last season, but the Bears actually have talent on offense. That's what Pittsburgh didn't have last season. So, so, so when you look at the Bears this season, will they keep this up? As of right now, I cannot answer that question, but they do have a tough schedule in front of them. They do play on Monday night against the Rams, who are a good team. And then they play against New Orleans. So this is where they either put themselves in Super Bowl contention or prove, yeah, you know, this team's pretty average. These are the two games where they do that. I'm very excited to see them play. But let's answer the question, how the hell are they 5-1? and one? They've played a pretty easy schedule, and their defense shows up when it needs to show up. Moving on. To the last subject, this is just going to be a quick little Monday night preview. I did not do predictions this week because I did have a sore throat. I'm now good. Basically, like Friday and Saturday was when it was the worst, and like yesterday, it kind of became – it just started to dip down, and this morning when I woke up, I felt fine. But y'all don't really give a shit about that. But that is, But that is just my reasoning for not doing predictions Saturday. So – Look, so looking at the Monday night games, at 5 o'clock, we have the Bills against the Chiefs, two AFC heavyweights, both coming off of tough losses where they both gave up a lot of points. So where do who wins? Who bounces back the hardest? Um, Josh Allen's playing fantastic this season. Stephon Diggs is playing fantastic this season. This is going to be a high-scoring one because the Bills' defense has disappointed and the Chiefs defense is not great enough to stop Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, Devin Singletary, than all of them. So, um, yeah, you. so basically this, this is going to be an offensive matchup. And when you look at offensive matchups and Kansas City's one of the teams, I'm, all, I'm always taking Kansas City. I... If I had to bet on a game that's going to be an offensive shootout, and Kansas City is one of the teams, and you do not bet on Kansas City, that's a dumb idea. Give me Kansas City in a close shootout because Patrick Mahomes will will not let this team lose back-to-back games. 
They have played two tough teams, but I don't see it happening. Josh Josh Allen? Eh, maybe. I could maybe see it happening. Now to the 8-15 game. That is the Cardinals against the Cowboys. This is Andy Dalton's first start with the Cowboys. And, um, well, um, I think this game will be close because Andy Dalton, people are not giving him the credit that he deserves. He is still a good quarterback. But the Cowboys' offense simply won't be high-powered. Zeke will play very well. And I think their passing game will be okay. But their defense sucks. It is god-awful. Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins are going to feast on these guys. I think that this will be a good game nonetheless because I like the Cowboys' offense, even without Dak. But the Cowboys' defense sucks. Give me Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury and, and DeAndre Hopkins winning this one tonight in a close one. That is going to do it for me today. If you enjoyed this, share it with your friends. If not, share it with your friends. Follow me on Twitter at stutteringprods. That's stuttering, P-R-O-D-S. And Instagram at that guy who likes to talk about the sports. I'm trying to get more shit going, like writing articles and stuff, but I simply don't know how to do that. But hopefully by week 9 or 10, I should know how to do that. So I'm going to try to learn a lot about that. So maybe you guys can look at those too. But uh, yeah, hope you enjoyed. Have a great day.